You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome in to a rousing edition of Judd's Hockey Show. Post-game Wild Blues, a uh, game, what was it, four tonight, 5-2 loss for the Wild in St. Louis. A ton to talk about, Judd and Declan as always. But before we start the show and start to put people in queue to take a bunch of your comments and um, takes and questions... We want to remind you that there's only one way to really, really start a show, mm-hmm. and that is with a Surly Brewing product. Now, I brought two for this show because I know we might be, be here a while, Declan Goff. So I've You're got the Furious, you might and need I've four. got the Hypermodern, uh, which is Outstanding Idaho 7 IPA. But let me crack this one and then... You go ahead. And then give give you a couple thoughts. Okay. Um, I'm right by the fridge, luckily, so I'm only just... Oh, see, I might have to leave, but that's fine because we got plenty... Okay. Plenty of great people coming on, um, and as always, we have plenty of time to take your thoughts. So that was a fun hockey game, but it was a few things were very frustrating to me about this loss. Now, I loved the fact that in the third period, it felt like they were going to come back and tie the score. Um, but and I talked about this a lot on the TikTok that I did between the second and third periods because kids the love the talk, and so do I. The um, the, the Third St. Louis goal bothered me greatly because of the absolutely awful effort on Dumba to find Brodine in the corner. He made a blind sort of fan on a backhanded pass. O'Reilly uh, starts Kairou up. Kairou uh, then, for the second time in the period, undresses Dumba in front of the goal. And on this occasion, he scores. That bothered me. Uh, I like the fact that he came back and played a key role on the goal that pulled the Wild within one. But Kevin Fiala today... Um, very much annoyed me with his throwing his head back when he missed the net in the second period. Dude, that's old school wild. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. We apply ourselves at every turn. The the cross-check on Perron was undisciplined and stupid, and I don't care if you're frustrated. Uh, I have defended Fiala thus far, but today I was very annoyed with some of his actions. Um, if the Wild's going to win this series, this team needs everybody on board playing smart, and, and you know what? You're going to struggle at times. I don't care. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I saw that for how many years with that group of malcontents that are all gone now, and there's a reason why they're gone. I don't need to see that ever again. Anyway, um, I like the fact that they came back in the third period and were competitive. Uh, but you know what? It's a total cliche, but I will use it. From the outset of this game, the Blues wanted it more. It was by the grace of God and the play of Marc-Andre Fleury that it was tied up at one after a period. The Blues were the superior team throughout the first period. Flurry was absolutely brilliant. But this is a series where you are going, like these are the games you need to win. Um, everybody so far, Declan, has won when they have taken a one nothing lead. Uh, that's a bunch of garbage. Oh, goody, we're up. It's going to be fun today. You need to come back and win a game. And the Wild had that opportunity today. Uh, after two periods that were questionable at times and decent at times. And they, how can I put this nicely? They did not capitalize 
And eventually you're going to need to capitalize before we applaud efforts, before we say that was great. You are going to fall down in hockey games and you're going to have to get back up and you're going to have to win a game here. It can't be just, we're up and now it's going to be great. Friday night was fun. It was great. I want to see more tonight. I did not see a complete mental toughness that I want to see. I saw it at times. I need more though. If you're going to win this series, and we talked about this, incredibly tough series, I need more. And the last thing I need is anyone throwing their head back with the, oh, my luck is not going well. I don't give a damn. Come back, score a goal, play hard. Let's address the Kevin Fiala elephant in the room since uh, he's had obviously a, let's call it a disappointing playoff series so far. I believe 14 penalty minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, bad cross check at the end. I'd argue, look, you were down two goals. It's an egregious call, uh, or egregious mistake, excuse me, by Kevin Fiala. So I'm not excusing him of that, but you're down two goals. Frustration's at an all-time high. It's a, it's a bad spot for him to be in. It's a bad look because it's a cross check. I, I get it. But right. here's, here's where I, I stand with this, okay? If, if you were down three games to one or it was just a gong show so far and Fiala hadn't showed up, all right, let's let out the hounds. Let's get after this guy. He deserves the criticism. The Wild entered today up two games to one in this playoff series, okay? Kirill mm-hmm. Kaprizov is going fine. Marc-Andre cool. Fleury has been as advertised. I think the Nevsons done a pretty darn good job mostly of pushing the right buttons. The biggest reasons why you've been why you've lost games one and four, your power play hasn't come through at all. You're not getting timely faceoff calls. Um, Kevin Fiala has definitely been circled here, and rightfully so. But I do think we're asserting way too much blame on a guy who, with a team that came in today up two games to one in a playoff series. If Kirill's going, I'm cool with it. If Mark Andre Fleury's going, I'm great. If this power play converts, which it did in games two and three, sweet. Let's let's all let's talk about maybe some other things that could go here and there. But everything else for the Wild mostly has been working. I I can't get too down on the guy. He's been disappointing. So I'm not going to try to say like he's he's excused from playing bad. But I'm I I just can't put all that blame on him when this game when the series is now still tied two to two and you can still win this in six. I can't I can't go down that rabbit hole too far yet. I was I was defending him pretty staunchly through th- three games, but on the power play tonight in the second period, he launched two missiles that missed the net on the power play, which is, you know, and it was the second one where he threw his head back and we got the old Zucker, Parisi, things aren't going my way. Dude, shut up and could keep playing. I don't want to see anyone feeling sorry for themselves. Two, two things I don't have time for now. Stupidity, which Dumba, that pass to Brodeen, that, that's the third goal right there. And look, he came back and made a great play. Third period, he blocked what could have been a goal. But I think Fiala and Dumba, between periods, got talking to. And they both deserve it because their actions, that stupid pass, and Fiala with his, oh, things. You know what, dude? Things didn't go your way for a long portion early in the season. What you do, you stick with it, it will come. So I'm not down on he's not scoring. I'm down on his reaction to it because I don't care about him. I care about what he can bring. So, like, I don't care. This isn't about Kevin Fiala can't score. This is about what are you doing when you don't score? Mm-hmm. Attention to detail. Everything. Yep. Um, I forget who, who it was. Before the Bruins-Hurricanes game, two-day Declan, Emily Kaplan talked to one of, one of the players, and I forget who, and she said, today is going to be your 100th playoff game. Playoff game one for you was 2012. What have you learned about the playoffs? And he said, everything matters. 
Like every little thing matters. Things that we dismiss completely in January, dumb passes in the corner matter. And I think everything, I think that's exactly right. It matters. And the other thing is everything you do matters. If it's ever about you, that is a huge negative. I understand it's frustrating. I don't care. Nobody cares. The whole point of the playoffs is to be frustrated because that, I mean, it rewards one team. So I'm not down on on Fiala like as a guy. I think he still works, but I start to see that stuff and it's a bunch of crap. I mean, we saw it, right? We saw, we saw, I mean, we can go down the list of guys. We can list them off. It's funny. They pulled, the, pulled that stunt. And you know what that stunt does? It ends you up on a golf course. So what I need is for everybody here to stick with what they're doing, attention to detail. And the last thing I need is for anyone to think, well, I was so good of two weeks ago and now it's not going well. I know nobody gives a damn. So that's my point. So I'm not like ripping him as a player. I'm ripping, I'm ripping the fact he's starting to get frustrated. The only thing is that's frustrating is the fact that they lost the game today. Not that he missed the net. Okay. It'll come for him. We talked about this when, when he was going through this exact rut. Um, but when you start to feel sorry for yourself is when you start to let your guard down, and that's when attention to detail goes to crap, and I and we can't see that. Let's let, let's uh, highlight Darian's uh, comment yeah. right here on the YouTube you page. Healthy, healthy scratch Fiala. Uh, we'll get him down in for the rest of the series, I bet. No, but no. They will not healthy scratch him. He's their nope. second most dynamic player regardless. There, there's you no scratching this. that's coming. Um, secondly, uh, you know, like it, I even saw some thoughts like, well, what if Marc-Andre Fleury wins? Would you turn to Cam Talbot in game five? Like, no, absolutely you would not yeah, do that. You keep that. riding Marc-Andre Fleury. Um, I I get it. People are frustrated with Kevin Fiala, and this is kind of his game. He's not a, he's a player that can go through spouts like this where he really gets frustrated and he's an animated player. Um, but I I can still give this guy a chance here. And oh, I, yeah. I think he still has more than enough time to obviously oh, yeah. come back and score a big-time goal like he was yeah. gunning towards the last four months of the season. Um, it, 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 he won't be scratched by any means. He still has time to make up for it. There's two more games here. Obviously, the, the Wilder back at home, game um, five at the XL on Tuesday. That's an 8.30 puck drop. I'm sure we'll be actually getting word maybe even during this podcast uh, at a, on game six because obviously there's obviously going to be a game six in St. Louis, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Wild Bentline, we got some listeners in queue. If you'd like to get in on the show, it's a happy Mother's Day. If any moms want to come on the show, by all means, moms get a special shout-out, obviously, every day, but especially on Mother's Day here on Wild Bentline. Uh, send me an email on the video right here on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button for Daily Minnesota Sports Entertainment. It's vikingsbentline at gmail.com. If you'd like to come on and talk about the WoW game, we've been doing this all series. I've heard we're the only uh, 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 outlet in town that's been doing this all series. So if this is your safe space to come on and talk about the Wild with Judd Zolgat and myself, we'd love to have you on. Um, we'll turn it over to you guys here in just a little bit. I'm pretty fired up right now. Uh, let's get people count. on. Well, it, it, okay. it, it pisses me off. It, some of these things tick me off. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, we had to put up with this garbage for how long? And and look, if anybody thinks this is about working hard and having fun, you're off my team. There's no fun here. It's the playoffs. It sucks. It's terrible. And and when I see stupid plays, when I see a lack of, I mean, do you think Dean was like, oh, it was a great blind pass, Matt? I mean, it's bad enough he got under. Yeah, and you know what? I love that look. I he was furious. <laughs> I love that. He should be furious. Yeah. Um. You know, Jordan Cairo undressed Dumba twice in that period, and I don't like. I mean, that gets you on highlights, posterized, whatever. You don't like to see that, but. I'm a lot more upset about a stupid pass that led to a goal, you know, in front of Ryan O'Reilly. 
What are you doing? Nothing should tick off the wild more than O'Reilly's mom. On you know, God bless her. I I I, I love him. I'm an ROR stand. But nothing should tick. And I said this on TikTok. The goal of the wild should have been to ruin Mother's Day for every mother who's a Blues fan. So everybody else in the world, all you moms, I hope you, I hope you have a great day. Every mom and and daughter and son and, and and husband, spouse who is a Blues fan, your goal was to ruin their day. Your goal was to ruin their day, and they didn't do the hard work and having fun. Take those ideas and shove it. Work hard, win a Stanley Cup. That's what's fun. Riding in a convertible down 94 in <laughs> July at some point or late June, I don't know, whenever the hell it is, that's what's fun. You know, hard work and having fun. That's All exactly right. the type of crap that permeates a franchise that pulled out those stunts and then was like, oh, it's not going well. Can I have my treat ticket, Coach Yo? Get the hell out of here. Let's go. All right. Let's turn it over to the fans here before uh, for Judd's blood pressure rise even more. Thank God he has a Surly Furious who are helping us uh, keep the lights on here at Score North. Judd, let's, uh, let's actually start with a, a tandem here. Let's go to Michael <laughs> and Melissa. Hi, guys. Hey, guys. Hi. Declan, Judd, great, great to be here. We're uh, very disappointed in the game that we had to see, though, but big fans of the show. Thank you. Awesome. Also, drinking our surlies, so hey, it's going the pain a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Out of the surly glass, nonetheless. Oh, really? Oh, you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> oh, very old school. That's awesome. Look at that. Look at that. I had to get it before the uh, tap room closed down before uh, COVID. Very anyway, nice. um, just kind of want to get your guys' opinion on Fiala after tonight's game. I know, Judd, you had kind of gone into getting into some of his uh, misplays, but how is it that he has 14 penalty minutes and no goals? Like, he, that, his job is to score goals. Like, if he wants to know why he doesn't get paid like Kaprizov, th- that's it right there. Um, I'm going to turn it over to the uh, hockey wife here. She's been uh, – Melissa, yes, go ahead. Hi. Um, so, I, my biggest thing is I, the Wild just came out. They didn't look good in the first period, and they needed to take advantage of St. Louis, and they just let the crowd get into it and – I didn't like the way they played at all in the first period. I agree. Yeah. I I love that point. Yeah, and that and and look, Flurry was phenomenal because it could have been th- three or f- four to one. But oh, yeah. the first, but the first period when you're coming off a game like game three, right? Like you got to know the Blues are going to bring it. And yeah, they allowed the game to be swayed towards the Blues for the first time really since game one. I'm with you. I was I was disappointed. Because you knew what was coming, and you sort of allowed it to happen instead of instead of being as aggressive. Um, and I get that series go back and forth, and and can be momentum swings. But that being said, Melissa, I'm with you completely. That disappointed me in a big way. Well, for a couple of guys, a couple of people here that were at Game One, this felt a little too similar to Game One. We're hoping yep. for a big bounce back uh, coming home in. Uh, Maybe seeing Fiala score a couple of goals. Declan, will it into existence? He's your man. I mean, come on. Talk to yeah. Declan about this. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to defend my guy here. I'm trying, okay? Ugly, ugly game today. Bad cross-checking, a lot of penalties, the double minor. I know everyone, that was a little controversial with the high stick, but um, he, he can reward himself for all these mishaps with a big game five or a game six. So still time for him to do it, but no doubt he's got to wake up. I'm with you guys. Uh, thanks, you. guys. Uh, appreciate thanks. the uh, – Cheers. Thank Cheers. You. Cheers. Take care. Appreciate you. That's awesome. Look at that, Judd. A, a, a double that was tandem awesome. there. A double tandem. There. You know what? That was great. Yeah. 
little tandem. And her Keep point a, was a was a great point. Mm-hmm. That first period really terrible. I mean, I mean, you can make a case that you know they kind of ended up winning the period because they um, obviously scored the goal to tie it, and the Blues had like you know four minutes of, of a double minor, and and they could have got the floodgates opened up. Um, and honestly, and I think that's where I'm more frustrated from the game after that from the Wild because the Blues had their chance to really just put this game away early. I mean, the Wild did that in Game Three, yeah. um, and and it was kind of a missed opportunity. So. Huge missed opportunity to go up back home, up three games to one. Yep. Uh, let's keep rolling here on Wild Bent Line. Shoot me an email, vikingsventline at gmail.com. If you guys want to get in on the show and talk about the game, let's go to uh, Tyler, who is driving his car right now. And if he does not hurt anybody, I will gladly get him on. Tyler. I'll, I'll try not to crash. I'm actually driving from the Enterprise Center right now. On that oh, game. you're at the game. Okay. Yeah. You focus on uh, the road. Tell us about the game. What do you think? <laughs> It just seemed like we had no energy tonight, honestly, um, except for like the couple pushes that we had. But as soon as as soon as the Blues pushed back, it seemed like there was no energy. And I'm disappointed in Wilds fans. I thought you all traveled. I drove up from Oklahoma. I'm stationed out in Oklahoma. Had to come up here for school. Um, and I drove all the way. I'm probably, what, 12 hours worth of driving today to go to the game. There was like five Wild fans in the stadium. So where were y'all? I'll hang up. That's a good question. Thanks, man. Thanks, Tyler. That's a really it, good man. question because ordinarily uh, fans from, uh, from here travel well, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit and surprised. We, and we had that, uh, I forget, I'm blanking on his name. Might have been, I think his name might have been Tyler too, but joined us after game three. Um, mm-hmm. The Mizzou grad that, that was a big wild fan who was at the arena as well in game um, in game three and said it was was a, was a blast and the, and the Blues fans were really quiet. But not, not the case today, but uh, let's see what happens, man. Dedication from Tyler, though, going all the way down from Oklahoma up to the game. That's Gotta a hell love of a that. fan. No question. I love it. Let's uh let's keep it moving a little bit. Let's go to Bubba. Hi, Bubba. What's up, buddy? Hey How guys, thanks for having me on again. Judd, you basically said it best. I am about as fired up as you are. You know, I kind of I was afraid of this. This is gonna happen. We backpedaled and we can't be doing this. I thought when we got rid of Suter, Freezy, Zucker, this was gonna go away. Apparently it's not. We just, we can't keep doing this. I, you know, Judd, I went back to our tweets and now I'm kind of going back to this is too good to be true, but still, I'm going to still say Wild and Six. Okay. Oh, I could see it. Yeah. I yeah. have, just to be clear here, I'm frustrated because I actually have faith. Like, I'm not mad at this team. The, the old team drove me crazy because I despised yep. them. These guys I don't despise. No. Um, but look, there were opportunities. I, I mean, there's nothing about the tone of the series thus far that's surprising, right? Like, no. it was going to be really tough. And it's a battle of wills, which is awesome. It's frustrating when you see guys that don't understand the price that has to be paid. But that doesn't mean that I don't think that they are willing to pay that price. And to be very clear, previous teams, they weren't willing to pay the price. So no. that makes sense. No, and it's like I said, but it's just, we. it's like we seriously, we backpedaled. We went back to game one, and we got a 2-1 lead in the series. We can't be backpedaling, especially if we really want to make a run. Great stuff, man. Thank you. Thanks, Bubba. I, you, Bubba. I get it. Yeah, frustration at an all-time high. Uh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, I tweeted out this, uh, you know, notion at the beginning of the game because Jordan Bennington obviously got the game today, and then I, I tweeted out that, it certainly felt like Bennington was either going to stand in his head or he was going to allow like a six spot, right? Like he was just going to be a disaster. 
I would actually make the point, none, neither of those two things actually happened. Binnington was fine today. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't classify it as standing on his head. He made some key saves, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't classify that performance as a standing on his head game. I, I actually kind of look at it more as the Wild shot themselves more in the foot that they couldn't beat Binnington. It was the first thing. They, they shot themselves in the foot. They had power play opportunities. They still get too cute in the power play. Like, you know, I always like to tell you when you right. ask me what's going on with the power play, they're like, you know, Judd, I actually can't really figure this out. Like, if I am the Wilds coaching staff and you're going into game five and then eventually game six, can you just go watch what the Blues are doing? Like, as, as simple as this bleeping sounds, as I also want to let one, let one off right now, as simple as this sounds, can you just go watch what the Blues do and try your best to emulate that? Like, do the Blues have anything, any one, excuse me, any one player that makes that much of a difference on the power play that the Wild don't have? They do. Do they have? Who is they, that? They got one guy. Who is that? Ryan O'Reilly. Because here's the problem. Eric Sinek is great in his role, uh, but he's certainly not a superstar. He's a hard-working, really nice player. Um, Ryan Hartman has not looked right. And I don't think he's it's because he's hurt, bad. and I don't think it's because he stinks. I bad. think that he is just, but to, to get back to your question, so Eck is the center on the first power play. But that's because Hartman is on the second, and he is just not that good. Like, he's good. He's a hard worker. I'm not trying to rip him. But my point is, Ryan O'Reilly is is the type of center the Wild desperately needs. And I think so much is facilitated and goes through him. And look, the Wild has proven that most of the time they're fine. Like, they're not, they're not going to be bad. That being said, I think what we're seeing right now is the conversation on JHS that we began to have in, I don't know, October, about the lack of a true number one center is going to bite you in the ass at some point. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why. I really do. I think that's why. Because Hartman now, see, I think as we go up, and it, the playoffs are working hard, but they're also this weird ability of skill, right? Totally and true. I think as we continue to ascend this whole thing, Ryan Hartman's shortcomings of being asked to do too much is becoming a problem because mm-hmm. I don't think he's like, I don't think I'm not mad at, at him. Uh, I don't think he's disappearing on purpose. Like, you know, like, dude, you got to do more. I don't know. He's capable. And I think because the um, competition is ascending, he's just probably hit the ceiling. Um, and so, yes, I think that the blues on the power play, especially that becomes a problem, which is the wild doesn't have a true center on their top power play who is a star player. Mm-hmm. They got Kaprizov, who's great, but I mean, God bless him. And he did some things today again. They're off the charts. He's been he great. can only do so much, right? God, he's been, he, I mean, he's been phenomenal. He's been but, actually, everything is advertised. He's been the furthest thing oh, from, a, from a problem. Um, he's Patrick I, Kane plus in some ways. Like he, uh, he reminds me of what Kane did. I would say, you know, if, 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 if we're creating just a, and without getting too much into the like, the math on it, but like the pie chart of blame of like what's gone wrong for the wild so far in, in the two games they've lost, obviously the biggest chunk of pie, let's just call it power play missed up missed power play opportunities. Sure. Um, over four tonight were they over six in game one. Yeah. Um, were two of six and scored one right after. So really three of six. Right. So, I mean, that's yep. 10 power play opportunities you've missed throughout this game. Um, and then I think the three guys that are probably the biggest culprits that have just had bad series are Fiala, Dumba, Hartman. Um, yeah, I would, I, I don't know if there's any other players. Get, Bro Dean's had some blunders for sure. Like he, yeah, he like he's he, also made some nice plays. Yeah. So I can't really put him in the same group of those other three players, but I would say the three players that have to step up going yep. forward, 
or at least yeah. a combination of. It's Dumba, Hartman, Fiala. And to pay a compliment to your guy, Fiala, I think he can. I don't think Hartman can. I don't think there's a lot more there. I think he's being asked. I think that line, I think it's too much. I might be totally wrong, but I sense that. I'll give you something else, though, that's really frustrating about tonight's game. When, when Marco Scandella went out in the first period, the Blues were down four key defensemen. Now, now, God bless them, Falk and Perenko played a ton, but you think they're not gassed? And if they can't play, the Blues are literally playing guys they don't want to play. Like, that is serving it up to you on a silver platter. you got to yeah. push that. you got to push it. Perenko at one point was rushing the puck. I mean, he's a really nice player. In the third period, and no one stepped up. I'm like, you got to, and I know it's going to hurt. And I know he's a big dude, but that guy has played a ton. You got to step up and put a shoulder into his chest. That's legal. He had the puck. That frustrated me. Um, last thing too. Why on that last rush before the empty net goal by Perron was Greenway carrying the puck in? And, and as a friend of mine on a text pointed out, threw a terrible pass. But I oh, mean, yeah. what, 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 who drew, who drew this up? Yeah, there was another play too. I forget. God, I, th- I it was in the third period. Uh, Finnington made an unbelievable save, and there was just no. Uh, Middleton was trying to get up to keep the puck in, but was nowhere near the blue line. It just skates back out, like just little little ticky tack things. No, and attention and, to detail. And to me, um, with the Blues being banged up, yeah, I mean playing seven forwards, Scott Perunovich, UMD grad, you know, great great local kid from Hibbing. But when when he has to play, right, and the Wild can't capitalize on that when they're already when the blues are already without so many defensemen, I mean, to right. me that that's, what's frustrating here. Like the blues are blues have been taking a kick in the shin and the gut, and they're still taking punches. Like it's Rocky Drago right now. And they, they continue to somehow still stay in this fight. Like the wild should have stomped on them tonight. And they weren't able to do that. Well, and I think it's opportunities, right? Like it's the opportunities that are missed. So it's not, you know, credit to the blues for playing hard and the blues are a good team, but I think it's opportunities missed. Mm-hmm. And like, how on earth do we end up, with a last gasp, goalie being pulled rush with 18 carrying the puck. Yeah, not good. Let's uh, we got we got a guy in queue right now. Let's go to uh, let's go to Nick. Hi, Nick. What's up, pal? Hey guys, thanks for having me. I was yeah. on the Vikings vet line before. Always a good time coming on here. Just a couple of things. Number one, I feel the Wild don't have enough heart in this series, and I'm saying this because we've got our butts handed to us flat out by the Blues all year, and then they really should go and avenge the cold day in hell is what I call it, when, when they came into our stadium series and just laid it onto us. Not only was the weather cold, but they were just cold that entire game. So they're not having the heart to fight back. And you got guys like Perron, who, who are out there agitating Fiala, who's already struggling. I mean, game one, he pulled a stick a few times, got penalized for it. Just getting under his skin, and he can't take advantage of it, and then he goes for a hat trick. But the biggest thing that bugs me is I feel the Wild are passing too much and not shooting. They're, they're trying to set way too much up. Just pepper some in there. Worst case scenario, you miss, you cough up a rebound, you can get a dirty goal. There's too much passing, like a minute into your power play and you haven't shot yet. Like, come on. Nick, amen, dude. I mean, just just simple, simple things like that, right? Just like putting pucks in the net, pinching when you're supposed to. Heaven forbid getting the puck deep. Get a rebound, yeah. Like Right. I know, man. I feel you. Great stuff, Nick. Appreciate Thanks your Thanks for having me. Dude. Yep. So, Nick, this is – so I have spent the last two or three days doing nothing but watching playoff – Hockey. It's great. It's been great. It's been a festival of hockey. Um, what he just talked about is a league-wide problem. I don't know if it's the generation now of sharing, but um, what's driving me absolutely crazy, because I understand if your shooting lane is clogged, 
not shooting. I totally get that. But what I'm seeing now is, and this is the this is an epidemic. I mean, I hate this. Is guys in front of the net decks with you know, and yeah, it's going to be a tough shot. But literally, the goaltender is the only thing right there, and they're passing it off to try and like set up the tap in perfect goal. Mm-hmm. Um, last time I checked, I would rather have the goalie save the puck, get the rebound, and take my chances. Because what I'm seeing is a lot of times the pass isn't connecting. Because like in a split second, you're trying to make a pass that you shouldn't make. Uh, so Nick is a thousand percent right. And it's driving me nuts. And there are some things I get about today's game and thought process. Um, but I don't understand when you have the puck in a prime position of trying to pass the puck for what looks like the perfect tap-in goal. When one... There's a good chance, because it's what I've seen consistently, you're going to miss. And two, if you miss, there's nothing. Like the puck goes into the corner as opposed to creating a rebound and presenting an opportunity to score a goal. So the playoffs are predicated, in my opinion, on this. Scoring opportunities, and a lot of the goals are really ugly. And who cares? Um, the more that you try and... The perfect goal, the the Harlem Globetrotters goal, to me, is much more of a January thing, right? Like, it's a random night in January, and teams are like, oh, we're playing another another night, and we're real tired, and it's the dog days. And, oh, whoops, look at that nice goal by Ovechkin. Um, right now is the time to create, to use a cliche, greasy goals, grimy goals, and to have the opportunity. And, look, the Wild has plenty of guys that can pounce on those rebounds. I'll give you a Foligno. I mean, heck, Greenway can, Boldy can, right? So, and I I will say this. It looked like in the third period after he scored what was a truly greasy goal, Boldy began to get some confidence back. Yeah. I I really did like that. But Nick, I I love Nick's point because um, if I see one more guy pass up an opportunity because he thinks his teammates right there to tap in the puck, I am going to tear my hair out, and that would really hurt. Yeah, Boldy just um, was a beast tonight in terms of um, Corsi 4. I mean, he had 15 to 3 Corsi 4 percentage. So, I mean, he was peppering a ton of shots. He was a plus one, obviously, on the ice. And even, you know what, I'll I'll say this. Frederick Goudreau has actually shown some flashes here tonight where he's looked very solid uh, throughout this series. And we always thought he was just kind of a uh, a random kind of pastor on that line. And, and in fact, he's actually made shot. some pretty nice plays. He actually um, shot tonight. Yeah, he did shoot tonight. Um, I'm going to pull up Judd here in just a second. Um, the shot chart from from this game because it's 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 curious. It's something that you know we've talked about before um, going into this series. That sometimes you got to look at your eyes and see where these shots are coming from, and it can sometimes be a little bit tough uh, to really uh, to, to really gauge if like you had the had had the true tilt in the analytics and also trying to watch it and whatnot and just trying to look up uh, look it up here. Uh, it just seems like the Wild were still able to get a lot of shots in that trapezoid area. Um, mm-hmm. They just unfortunately, you know, Finnington was fine tonight. But again, I, I still think the Wild more uh, did, a, did a worse job of beating themselves throughout the course of this game as I get it up here on the screen. Um, you know, the Blues got three point blank chances right against Flurry, as you see there on your screen. Um, yep. So, so the, like, Credit to the Blues. They were putting Pepper shots on. Flurry did most of his job. But you'll see also on the other end for the Wild where they were shooting on Bennington um, that, look, they had two good, great A chances. They had a ton of color right there in the in the circle. That So they were getting point-blank shots right on Jordan Bennington. 
Um, they just weren't able to cash in on them. But also they they passed up on a lot of other areas where they potentially could have tied up this game. They weren't able to do that. So yeah, interesting sure. thought um, as uh, as we look at the just kind of the heat map of of where this game was heading. And um, some something that comes to mind also about the first and th- third goal is we discussed that third goal, uh, which was the goal by Kairou, his second in depth. The first Kairou goal also was a little bit frustrating because um, Flurry made an unbelievable save on a shot from in front. He got out of position. I will, you know, but I mean, he does that. Like, that's not shocking. But he also had just made a great save. Um, Zuccarello fails to clear the puck. Kairou picks it up and scores. So, like, that's another thing. And I'm not faulting him. Um, it, it was uh, a bang-bang play. But that's another thing where in a playoff, if you get that puck and clear it out, hell, if you ice it, I don't care. That's two goals of the first three goals. Two of them are avoided then. And and those are the type of things, like, it might be luck in some ways, Dex, but Flurry made the initial save. It was a really nice save and presented the opportunity then to to clear the puck. And if you get that out, now it's 0-0 zero, zero still. And... So the, the Blues scored at 429 of the first. Uh, the Wild came back and scored it at 1406 with Kaprizov's goal on what was a great feed in the corner from Spurgeon. Um, but, you know, these are the type of things in a playoff game that make the difference. Like, these are the type of small things that a- add up to the goaltender having to be pulled. Uh, in December, I don't care if the goalie's pulled and Greenway rushes the puck. In May, I do. In May, it's a big deal. Who rushes the puck? How do you set that play up? I mean, because that's a play. Like, as soon as Flurry comes out, you you hopefully have a play on. So all of these things are are the, the details that we probably don't sweat on this show for months that all of a sudden, if you don't sweat, you lose games. Correct. And got a uh, notice still there for you. Nice. How about we go to Matthew here in the meantime? Matthew got us, okay? Hey, Matthew. Matthew. Got nope. a really nice camera. Hey, hey, man, yeah. what's going on? What's up, buddy? No, I I can't hear it. Can't hear anything. Okay, let me. We'll put, I'll put you out in queue and figure out your stuff there. As Judd pours a, a big head of that surly. Um, you know what? Nice. I will say, Judd. I will say, even when things aren't going well for this wild team, you can put on a pair of chill boys and you have your bamboo oh, fabric on. I I've I you know I watched. I was amen. able this weekend, Judd. Great weekend. Two playoff games and yes, the wild. Uh, weren't able to get the win in in game four. We got to see two wild playoff games. I got 18 holes in, plus some on Saturday. Wow. Uh, I, I was able to get out there. It was a great weekend. And I'll tell you what, I'm comfortable with my chill boys on. If I didn't have my chill boys on, I wouldn't be as chilled out and as thankful for this weekend without them. Chill boys, they're a Minnesota-based company. Chillboys.com is the place, and they will change your life when it comes to your opinion of not only boxers, but also the long johns which until now I always thought were a curse. I got to wear long johns now. I actually wear them because I want to. It's heating up too, and that doesn't matter. You know, you can add that performance brand on as well. Oh, it doesn't matter at all, really. Yeah, no performance brand, the bamboo fabric. Zero. Um, Zero problem. So game six, obviously. Excuse me. Game five, I should say. Game five. Back at the XL Energy Center. Tuesday night, 8.30. puck drop. 8.45. Yeah. Can we just get well, can we just call Thursday is going to be affected by I, I don't know who else is supposed to play, but it's probably going to be affected by if a series is done as well. Right. Yeah. So we might not see a time on that until until we know how the other series are going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, game five back at the Excel Energy Center. I mean, as as lame as it sounds, just convert your damn special teams like it, they are. Yeah. 
two to three power play goals away from this, from this having the Wild being up three games to one in this series. Uh, they, they just have not been able to score on their power play. Yeah, get Fiala going. Dumba has to be a little bit better. Hartman yep. certainly has to be better. I would stick with Marc-Andre Fleury. There is no need. Oh, they will. No they, need. They will now. Don't worry about and that. And I get it. I was talking to my buddy on the golf course, my buddy Sam on Saturday. He said, you know, are you surprised they actually stuck with Fleury after game one and even in game two? And I said, oh, yeah. I'm not surprised by that at all. I think he deserved to be out there. And I know Cam hasn't lost in regulation in like 10 weeks. And a couple full moons have transpired since the last time he lost a damn hockey game in regulation. Uh, but no need. They're, like the Wild, if the Wild, I'll say this. If the Wild got embarrassed tonight and it was still like 4 nothing, 3 nothing, like it wasn't just like a 7 nothing awful gong show affair, True. then maybe you turn to Talbot, Talbot to try to wake things up. The only reason you'd go to Talbot, in my opinion, is if to, it was to be to wake things up. Like they went to Bennington tonight. The Blues did, and that was a gamble. Like, Bennington's a little bit of a head case, and he wasn't perfect tonight. But, hey, he was the goalie in the win. He's obviously going to start the next game as well. I don't think there's any need to go to Cam Talbot. I don't know what you think. but Um, I was a little bit surprised with with how poorly the team played in the first game, and I did not think that the Flower played a terrible game. I don't think he played great, but he didn't play terrible. I I thought that they might go to Cam because they certainly trust him and like him. In retrospect, they made the exact right call, and here's why. Marc-Andre Fleury does not have Minnesota sports syndrome. M-S-S. Because what did he do? He lost that game and came in the next day and was cracking jokes. Absolutely fine. Everyone relax. Nothing is wrong here. We're going to bounce back. And he was exactly right. Um, I love that. I love that because every one of us, be honest out there, every one of us gets uptight, right? Oh, boy, they lost this game. Now, I'm not happy that they lost this game, but I'm telling you, uh, Flowers got three cups, and there's a reason why. He's able to control himself, and he's able to exude confidence, which is absolutely important. So I don't think there's – I don't even question it for one second. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to start and deserves to start uh, Game 5 on Tuesday. Um, I also think that the Wild easily can come back and win. But the way to win is, yes, you're you're exactly right, Declan. Get the power play going, no question about that, and also – you got to come out of the shoot playing like you want to play. You know, there's there's a lot of factors in four games thus far. One is the team that has dictated the game wins, like the Blues in game one, and I thought ultimately, not as badly, tonight played more of their game. The Wild in games two and three, no question, played their game. They dictated the game itself. Um, the thing I want to see... The thing I'm desperate to see, though, is this. If you fall behind, can you come back and win? Somebody's got to got to do that eventually. Well, I mean, to their and to their credit, and you're not challenging this necessarily, uh, um, but, I mean, the, the, the team has done that throughout the course of the season. That's what's been impressive. 100%. 100% so it's not like has. it's not part of their DNA that this core, this collection. But, hey, but back to your point of the playoffs, right lights are on, attention to detail. It's cool you came back against the Kings in February. And right. you came back against the, uh, you know, the Ducks a couple times. No question. This, but but now it's the time to actually do it. And I'm 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 with you. I I thought when they got the goal here to make it a one goal game in the third period, I I thought they were going to tie it. I, Perfect I, position, I, right? I, yeah, I thought they were going to tie it. They've come back um, seven times so far, trailing two goals going into the third period before. Like that's a good amount of times. Like most teams will be lucky to get there. Um, and I'm uh, I'm curious to see if they can do it back here in Game Five. 
Awesome stuff, man. Uh, we are going to r- wrap things up. Of course, come back with Mackie and Judd tomorrow, in which I am told the Whisperer is going to throw his statements at us, and wow. we are going to react to what the Whisperer saw on Have you Friday. Been, you've been talks with the Whisperer? Whisperer hasn't told me any of this. I'm the executive full, producer full of the disc- show. I checked it out. Full disclosure, the Whisperer late in, in Friday's game, despite being on the West Coast, might have fallen asleep, and that's why he didn't join us well, I, I I don't know if he he, he fell asleleep. He might have um he might have been crafting his takes. He might have went to that nether realm yeah. that the whisper can go yeah, to. The I, you know. whispers, yes, the exactly right. Uh, so Mackie and Judd on Monday, of course, Purple Daily as well. Uh, 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 Royce Unchained, and even comments big from time. YouTube on big the Vikings. Time. A big day of programming on the Score North channels, and we will be back immediately after Tuesday night's game to take your thoughts, your impressions, and hopefully we're talking about a wild team that is one game away from closing out the Blues. He's Declan. I'm Judd. Hit the subscribe button. If you like what you've seen, we'll talk to you later. Kevin Fiala, pass you score. Thank you. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today.